Hey everyone, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening from whatever time you're watching this video, and welcome to the first ever Elevated Thinking Investment Series led by myself, Kabir Singh, and my associate, Zachary Lederer. Over the course of our sessions, we're gonna discuss various topics with the intent to focus on our overarching goal with this organization, financial literacy and education. Based on that, we've decided to start our investing series campaign to better introduce who we are as individuals while introducing the additional concepts of investing, savings, loans, credit, taxes, and money management decision making. On today's episode, we're gonna be talking about what is the stock market, how it works, the different ways to make profits, and our personal recommendations on the best ideologies to utilize in your investment strategies as a teenager or young adults moving into a role of independence. Now, before we begin each show, we would like to start with a quote that symbolizes the importance of our discussion here today. Today's quote comes from mogul investor and the founder of the Vanguard Group, John C. Bogle. In summary, Bogle is one of the most famous role models, investors, philanthropists, and leaders on Wall Street. He founded and was a chief executive of the Vanguard Group, and he was also credited with creating and developing the traditional index fund, or TIFs, that many long-term investors look to hold in their portfolios in this day and age. Moreover, Bogle revolutionized the way that regular people can invest the creation of the index fund, but also with a strong emphasis and promotion of the, on the mutual fund. Now the quote is, don't look for the needle in the haystack, buy the haystack. More on this at the end of this video now, let's get into the content. Thank you, Zach. Now, people, when you think about finance, what do you think about? Is it Wall Street, the sounds of stock trading floors in large institutions, investment banks, hedge funds, or even money and greed? Now, yes, although that is a substantive part of the financial industry, there are a lot of forgotten factors such as accounting, wealth management, taxes, money strategy, and other principles. Overall, we're going to define finance as a field concerned with the allocation of assets and liabilities over space and time often under conditions of certainty or risk. Essentially, it's an art of money management. Now, this skill is something that can separate the middle class from the top 5% of the United States' socioeconomic class. Now, in terms of the financial markets, the allocation of assets refers to your possible portfolio and investment strategy and investment opportunity, while the space and time refers to the actual uh, investment products over a period of time with the risk of the investment. Now, in our video podcast, we look at the financial markets, which are essentially a marketplace for the trading of securities, including equities, bonds, currencies, derivatives, stocks, funds, etc. Some marketplaces are small, where some individuals trade pink sheets, for example, while others are on large trading platforms, such as the New York Stock Exchange. Now, a stock or the investment product is essentially a share of a public company that you are purchasing. Uh, they can fall into different categories such as blue chip stocks which are large established companies such as apple google disney etc or mid and small cap stocks that fall under certain criteria such as annual revenue there are three types of groups that use the financial markets for their investment products the first is large institutions such as vanguard td ameritrade fidelity goldman sachs etc 
They train large quantities and have the power to, at times, influence prices and the supply and demand of certain stocks. The second group is traders. These people focus on holding and trading for a very short time to make a quick profit with high risk. The final group is investors. This is a group which I myself and Kabir would fall under and the group that we recommend that everyone go into. Investing is the act of allocating funds to an asset or committing capital to an endeavor such as business, project, real estate, etc the expectation of generating an income or profit. In colloquial terms, investing can also mean putting in time or effort, not just money, into something with long-term benefits such as education. This way, there's a long-term mindset rather than a short-term mindset such as trying to get profit quickly. Now, this can be justified with numerous reasons. The first is that the only way to guarantee your fair share of the stock market is to become the stock market. Essentially, you need to recreate and balance your portfolio to track the stock market or an index like the Standards & Poor 500, commonly referred to as the S&P 500. Before you go off deciding to buy hundreds of stocks to buy the perfect balance of companies with numerous transaction costs and fees, administrative costs, and other things, you need to look into an investment product called the Traditional Index Fund. They combine all stocks for you into one individual investment product with the lowest fees that take less away from you than any other investment product like mutual funds or individual stocks and brokerage firms. In addition, don't go running off to brokerage firm with high and hidden costs to do the management for you. Find a platform like Fidelity or Vanguard and do everything on your own to minimize costs. For instance, if you did everything through assistance with numerous fees through a mutual fund, your investment output could be up to 50% lower than if you did the opposite. Now talking about numbers, let's look at one study which, in which researchers compared an S&P index fund to a average large cap mutual fund. It basically portrayed that $10,000 invested in a low-cost S&P index fund in 1991 earned a nominal or before inflation profit of $77,000. The average equity fund, however, earned a profit of just $55,000, 72% of what was there for the taking. Now, when we look at the compound return earned by the average investor, we can see that it tumbled to $36,100, less than 50% of the $73,000 $100 USD returned earned by investors in the simple index fund. So as you can see, these penalties and fees add up to making a large difference in the long run. Moreover, when we take inflation into account, the value of all those dollars tumble. For example, with inflation that averaged approximately 2.7% annually, the index fund real return drops to 6.2% a year, but the real return of the average fund investor plummets to just 3.6%, a cumulative $34,500 of real value for the index fund versus the $14,400 for the fund investor. So truth be told, it's hard to imagine such a staggering gap, but the facts are the gaps. While the data clearly indicates that fund investor returns fell well short of fund returns, there's no way to be precise about the exact shortfall. But the point of this examination of the returns earned by the stock market, the average fund, and the average fund owner is designed not for precision, but rather direction. So whatever the precise data, the evidence is compelling that one, we're gonna see that the long-term returns on equity funds lag the stock market by substantial amounts largely accounted for by their costs and that second the returns earned by fund investors lag the market by more than double that substantial lag now with this background in mind it's also imperative that you understand one traditional concept you need to understand the idea of having a clear allo asset allocation strategy or aas 
Now the purpose of this is to determine how much of each investment product you should be invested into. For example, when you're under the age of 25, for example, maybe your ratio is gonna look something where you're holding 90% stocks and 10% bonds per numerous moguls and other books that have recommended such numbers. But let's say you're between 25 and 45, you're working and you wanna have a little bit less risk but you still wanna have that high growth rate and income strategy. Maybe you go something with a 75% stock to 25% bond ratio, and then maybe getting ready for retirement, 60% stocks, 40% bonds, and then maybe once you're in retirement, you wanna play it safe, go 40 to 30% stocks or 60 to 70% bonds respectively. Now, when you kind of think about this asset allocation strategy, you have to understand that stocks are considered more relatively speculative and extreme whereas bonds are considered more secured and less prone to such fluctuations. So really the older you get and the more experience you've gained, the less money you've earned, the less risk you wanna take for better risk management strategies. Uh, now one book that really exemplifies these values and ideologies is John Bogle's book that was mentioned earlier, The Little Book of Common Sense Investing. This little book, despite being thin and small, effectively reciprocates an idea preached by many investors and moguls in the status quo. Legends and gurus such as Warren Buffett, Benjamin Graham, and Peter Lynch all acknowledge that even though mutual funds are beneficial to the people behind the market, the index fund is the only way to guarantee your fair share of stock market returns. The book is informative, insightful, and opinionated based on numerous resources, stu stu studies, infographics, charts, and data to prove that the index fund is the best way to maximize your returns. Rather than try to outpace and beat the market, flow with it. Bogle explains that the road to investment failures is paved with expensive advice, expensive investments, and expensive advertising. He also suggests a very different course for investors, virtually guaranteeing investment success to some extent, and that is that he claims the only way and the best way to maximize your returns in the stock market is to actually buy the market, purchasing and utilizing the power and wisdom of low cost index funds, he claims is the most efficient means of growing your portfolio. Many people do not or do not want to put the time, energy, and determination or aptitude for understanding economics, examining investments, managing risk, and building wealth for themselves. To wrap it all up, if there's one thing to take away from this podcast to apply to your financial future, it is this. The index fund is the answer to all of your concerns and problems. They're low cost, they have predicted returns, it's a balanced portfolio, and it's successful finance. Now, before we end this video, we'd like to thank you, John Bogle, and thank you to our followers for tuning in to our podcast, live stream, IGTV video, YouTube, wherever you're listening to this clip from, stay safe, stay financially illiterate. This is Kabir and Zach signing off.